Hello. Hey, Pops. Hey, what's up, baby? Nothing much. You ready to get started? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, hey, y'all. Welcome to the Really Real Podcast with Miss Dove. And I am chatting up with Reverend Archie Pop Dove. How you doing, Dad? Doing great. Doing great. Awesome. So we've been talking quite a bit since this New Year started. How you liking it? <laughs> Anytime. I can talk to my baby. It's all right. Cool. So I know we um I know when we last talked, we just talked about the journey we've been on. And I know we closed out the year 2022. So being that we're in a whole new year, and I ain't saying this to say you're old, but I know you've had different many years to experience life changes and so usually when we go into the new year we talk about like new year's resolutions or setting your intentions and so so far have you made any type of new year's resolutions no not really uh my plans are to continue to do what i've been doing uh minister preacher teacher uh continue to uh to teach preach and and work on the church um, still going to uh, seminary, so mm-hmm. I, uh, I want to do some teaching. So I want to uh, have to get at least a master's degree. So I'm working on a master's degree right now. All right, then look at you. Come on now, Rem. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So, how much longer you got in school? Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. That's okay. You're going to get through it, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> and probably in, uh, just getting motivated to write the thesis is the hardest part. Mm-hmm. Because I, I think uh, what I want to say and, and things when I'm not at home, not around a computer, and mm-hmm. I, okay, I'm going to take voice recorder with me and stuff. And that's how you have to do it. And uh, either that or take a whole lot of paper with you. Right come to you, God feed things to you at different times. Mm-hmm. And that's the only way you're going to get it down. And, and trying to remember, uh, I read in this book, uh, Circling 40 Day, 40 Day Circle, um, mm-hmm. the best thing, the shortest pencil, the shortest pencil is better than the longest memory. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, so I need to just, just kind of buckle down. Hello? Yeah, I'm oh, here. I thought I lost. <laughs> you know, just buckle down and try to uh, uh, get my notes together and stuff. Mm-hmm. Cool. What do you think you learned or gained from 2022? And what has it, I guess, motivated you to move forward in, in 2023? Well, the one thing I learned in 2022 was uh, uh, to trust God more mm-hmm. um, because um, you have to, you got to trust God. Watch it. Everybody has a purpose mm-hmm. and everybody, you may not know your purpose, but everybody has a purpose and you're going to fulfill the purpose. You either do it really or gradually, but you will fulfill the purpose. Right. So, I would I would say to people, you know, as part of your New Year's resolution is discovering your purpose to 
Mm-hmm. That's good. Never forget uh, uh, a lot of people have a lot of ideas and things of what they want to do mm-hmm. and think, but until you figure out what your purpose is, you'll just be wandering aimlessly. But uh, right. uh, figure out what your purpose is and, and then do that. Mm-hmm. Towards that. And, and when you work towards that, I, I found that when you uh, do what God wants you to do, mm-hmm. everything works out. When it truly says that everything works for the good, for those that love the Lord, I can tell you that's true. Uh, mm-hmm. God, uh, because when I started walking in my purpose, I just watched God, how God has blessed me uh, right. continuously. I mean, overwhelmingly. You always hear me say, if I was any better, I'd just cry. I don't know what to do if God blessed me anymore. If he don't mm-hmm. do right now, he's already done. Yeah. So as a as a man in, in your daily walk, what would you say or or use, you know, what would be your message to other men or men around you or even just a young man that you come across when they're looking forward to what their purpose is? Um nobody can actually tell you, only God. That that comes from uh meditation and, and spending time with God. Uh your nephew, all I, I talk to him all the time, and I, I, I mean, I because because of the way I grew up, I talk to him all the time because I need him to know that leaving home for a young man, leaving home is not guaranteed that you're going to make it back. Mm-hmm. So, and and I pray that God, not only him, but all all men and young men alike, uh, I try to. I always ask God to give me an opportunity to share with somebody because everybody may not be going through what you're doing. I mean, what's it? Ecclesiastic said, there's nothing new under the sun. Mm-hmm. So everything in a different time, and it just might happen different, but nothing has changed. Ain't nothing changed in over 2,000 years and ain't nothing going to change it's just the way it happened. The way you do it might be different from the way I've done it, but that mm-hmm. still you have to be careful and 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 put your trust and faith in the Lord and ask Him for guidance. Mhm, that's good. You know what's funny? Um, I was at the gym this morning working out, and I ran across a young lady. I see her all the time, but you know, I work out with a group of ladies, but today nobody was at the gym. You know, everybody was recovering from the last workout. <laughs> but I'm determined to be in the gym, you know, and prep for my next show. And so the young lady stopped and asked me where my trainer was, but we got to talking and she says, oh my God, I didn't know you had a lot to say. She said, and it's so good to hear and it's refreshing. And so one of the things I reminded her of was that you were at uh, Papa um, funeral at David's Chapel. I remember vividly, you know, everybody always asked how unique my last name is, Dove. And I tell people, I'm not going to lie, when I got married, I was so mad. I did not want to change my name because it means so much to me. Because the message that I heard about Papa, you know, being a deacon mm-hmm. was that um, the Dove was the messenger sent by God. 
And so when I looked up the, the name Emmanuel, I used to, you know, want another child. I was hoping for a boy one day. Uh, I wanted to name him Emmanuel because that meant it, the definition was the messenger sent by God. So I always thought of the dove as just always being significant to me. And so I always felt like my purpose is to be a light onto other people, um, whether it's motivational, inspirational, um, encouraging. I mean, my life has been, you know, <laughs> a whirlwind of stuff. You know, I've experienced so much that sometimes people be surprised that I'm so strong. So I think to me, my purpose is I am not just serving a life for me, but everybody that's attached to me is like a branch. You getting a part of a blessing, whatever that, that may look like to you, that piece is for you. But I know I'm here for that purpose. I'm here to be a light unto others. And so we were talking and it just kind of took me into a space of, wow, I didn't realize, like, I really don't talk to nobody when I work out. So she just was like, wow, thank you for talking to me today. I'm going to let you get back to your, you know, your workout. But what you said about finding your purpose, that's a message that you get when you sit alone, when you take the time for yourself. No one can really tell you. You can get inspiration, but you really will know once it hits you. It almost gives you like a tingle, like a fire, like, okay, I feel motivated to do something whatever the case may be. Yeah. I mean, everybody gets that. I mean, I got recently, I was just sitting and I was thinking, uh, we was trying to get the county to help us do some stuff. And one day I was sitting in my and God said, start a food bank. So now we're in the process of starting a food bank. And I thought about, okay, when would you do it? Uh, Thursday, the third Saturday of every month. Because really when you get to the end of the month is when people need the most help. And just mm -hmm. coming up, being prayerful, um, we've done some things at the church that God has just led me to do and things. And it helps the people there that the church, God gives me the vision. And what God does is he'll place people around you with the provision and the provision and those people's responsibility is to help you bring the vision and to focus. Mm -hmm. And everything, uh, scripture, it says, um, and Habakkuk, I think in Habakkuk, it says, write the vision, make it plain so that they may be able to see it on the run. Uh, you got to get this one. Because it says not so they can stop and read it, but as they run and by, they able to read it and see it. So it, make it plain, write the vision and make it plain. So mm -hmm. that's what I do. When God does something, when God when God gives you that vision and thing, when God speaks to you, then you got to listen, and then you say, okay. Then and 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 it, and it only happens when you're doing spending time by yourself. Even mm -hmm. if it, it he could do it in the middle of a workout you know, give you something and things, uh, give you an idea to do. And then somebody else will come back and say, and you say, I was just thinking about that. That's God uh, bringing it back and bringing it back to you. And then that's when you're supposed to grab it and run with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 It's, uh, it's interesting. You know, life is sometimes it could be difficult because you're trying to navigate your path. 
But sometimes you have no clue. Sometimes you don't have the inspiration. You don't have the motivation. You don't have the support. So you feel like you're walking down, you know, this this road alone. Um, sometimes even when you're connected to people, it still feels lonely because you when you don't have a purpose or you're not sure what your purpose is, you just wonder, you know, you feel like a lost soul. One of the other things I wanted to ask you was, what would be your message? What message do you have about growth and change? Like, I know we talked about how we evolved over the years in our relationship, but just as you progress in life, we move into this whole new space. We're, we're still in the stages of the pandemic, but like, what would you say would be your message about uh, growing through changes? Well, you got to be willing to change. Don't nothing stay the same. Um, mm-hmm. If you if, and the one thing about change is sometimes people reason one reason people don't like to change if they get comfortable where they are, uh, they get comfortable and they and they're afraid of change. But you got to be if you don't never fail, you'll never know you can. You'll never know that God can. So mm-hmm. every now you have to step out, and sometimes you have to step out on the step out on on your faith. I remember one time. Uh, 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 was reading the scripture where it says Peter stepped out of the boat. He seen God. They seen God coming to them on the boat, walking on the water, and so uh, Peter said, "Lord," and he said, "He said, be not afraid, for it is me." He said, mm-hmm. "He said, be you, Lord." He said, "Bid me to come to you," and Peter got out of the boat and started walking on the water, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was faith. Now, watch this. All of the disciples could have got out of the boat. But if you don't never get out of the boat, you'll never know you can walk on water. The one thing is, is we always look at our physical limitations. But then when you come to God, the mm-hmm. Bible says everything, everything is possible through him that loves right. the Lord. So you have to, you, that's where your strength comes from. It comes from him. Yeah. I think one of the word one of the words I like to rearrange, and I've seen it done for years, but it's funny because I I've utilized it myself. Was where it says impossible, and you change it to impossible. Mm-hmm. You move the I and the M over, you add your apostrophe, and literally I started to notice the difference in how I chose my words and my attitude and how my how I have my thinking, and so just imagining like what we've been through just in our own personal lives and then where we're going it's I determine what I want by how I think and so we also add limitations to ourselves when we try to establish like okay uh this is my goal but I don't think I can accomplish it it's only a certain you know it's only like a, a it's, it's just a little bit I think I can make it I'm not sure and so that goes with that having the faith or the confidence to achieve that goal. And so that's where my favorite scripture come in, Hebrews 11 and 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Fear is the un, is is almost impossible not to have fear, but if you're really wanting to believe something to happen, you got to get out of that. You got to move past it. Fear is good. I just preach. I always did this. We've been having it. <laughs> <laughs> I just preached about that a couple of Sundays ago. I just preached about it. Watch it. Fear can mm-hmm. do. Fear can stifle you mm-hmm. and keep you in one place. Mm-hmm. Then fear 
can protect you. And right. then your fear, fear is reverence to God, is giving mm. God reverence. So you got to understand that um, I'm afraid of heights. So me you too. don't have to worry about me getting up too high, you know. <laughs> All right. Yeah. It heights. But because I'm afraid of heights, that keeps me grounded. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep my feet on the ground. I'm not gonna mm-hmm. if I get up on a ladder, I'm not gonna be up on a house, I'm not gonna be up on a two-story house and stuff. So that keeps me hurt. That keeps me from getting hurt. And it, and and and, what I said, and I can't be afraid to step out. Mm-hmm. Uh, whatever I, I I've always had this passion and I always believed that whatever I did, I could do. I could do. You know, they used to have a a, a commercial. Touch. It was mm-hmm. a muscle shop. And I used to always believe I had a touch, that everything I touched would be <laughs> returned to gold. I had the modest touch because everything that I would dream something, God would put something in my spirit. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I had a game ago. Well, mm-hmm. I had already dreamed that that was my game room five or six years, probably 10 years before I had the game room. The same thing with the nightclub. I dreamed it and it came to fruition. Even with, even in the ministry, I used to wake up in the middle of the night and I would be dreaming of preaching. And right. when I first knew that I was getting in the ministry, getting ready to go into ministry, uh, I told your stepmom that uh, I didn't want to live in Midland. Because mm-hmm. I thought uh, New Jerusalem was the church. And I said, I don't want to live in Midland. She said, what you talking about? I said, I don't want to live in Midland. <laughs> and uh, uh, and I never did. There. That was the church that where God was getting sent me to. And I. And I don't want to live in Midland because I had so I would have to drive at least 200 miles to go fishing. You know, I love to fish. But I also, that's my meditation point. When things ain't going right, I go to the water. I go down on the river. I sit on the river. I can go sit out there and things. And and it, and, and that's where clarity being on the water. So I didn't want to be that far from the water. And I know that's where I get my clarity at. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually learned that that's one of my favorite places to be is on the water. Um, it's funny because I frequent uh, going to the water. I, I'll try to go to Galveston. I'll try to find a lake. Um, even visiting Florida, like I, I didn't realize I liked being around the water until I remember one of my favorite projects in middle school was uh, learning about the Florida coast and different animals, and I ended up studying a manatee, and I was like, I'm going to Florida to go study that. Then I was like, uh, in high school, talking about, I just want to go on a trip. I just want to get away and go sit on the beach, and I would look up different places. And then in college, my friends were going on a trip to Miami, but I couldn't go because I was too focused on being the Honor Society president and doing all this other stuff that when I finally said I was going on my trip last year, uh, it was the year before. It was funny because Jasmine was like, you always talk about Florida. So then whenever I brought mention, like just me wanting to visit Florida, anytime that I've gone, she always just goes, 
you had fun, didn't you? She said, because you look so happy. It's just being near the water. I feel like it's a cleansing space. You know, yeah. oftentimes you go, I can cry if I want to, or I can just sit and I feel like the waves take it from me and push it back out, you know, that type of thing. And I feel like it's a spiritual cleanse to me. Um, that's good. That Because that's true. No, I don't care what kind of problem you have. You can go sit on the water and mm -hmm. get peace. You can get peace. You don't have to be talking to nobody. And mm -hmm. for me, problems I'm having, when I go out there, it just floats away. It just floats right. away. So when I come, when I come back, I'm at peace. I have yeah. peace. It's stuff. So that's a good thing. That's a good thing. And that's that's a good. It's a good stress reliever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I look at 23 as what I call the refreshing. Uh it's it's a it's a you know you need a a reason to start. And so a lot of times some people be like, I'm gonna I'm gonna start over. My year didn't go right, I'm gonna wait till the new year. And sometimes waiting just you know delays progress. Sometimes people wait till Sunday or Monday to get started. Some people wait for a new month to get started because it's it's almost like when you see the number one, it's like the beginning to something. So in this in this year, I feel like there's a chance for people to really have a hope for something else, something more. Because over the last two years, we've been all struggling with the pandemic. So we're all not alone. Most of us can truly understand we we've all been going through it. Either you got sick, you knew somebody that got sick or somebody that died. Um, people who lost businesses, all of that type of stuff. Then you got people that took the reins during the pandemic and grew businesses or expanded their families. People lost families and relationships. And so I think this year, even at the end of last year, you can kind of feel it. It was like a shift in the atmosphere. Everybody started to have a little more hope, a little more belief. Um, whether it was spiritually related or just a hope in something. Um, but I think 2023, like I said, is a year of refreshing. And so I said my two words for this year is progression and accountability. The people that I'm around, if you notice that if I'm not doing what I said I was going to do or what my intentions are, because I didn't set a New Year's resolution. But if I say, hey, you know what? I want to do this. And it's attached to what I've been working on. I definitely want to hear you say, hey, Danica, you, you're slacking and progression is the goal is to keep moving forward in in the direction that I needed to be going in. Not just progressing and just doing whatever, but being fruitful and then making it work for myself and for my household. What you got? What's your... That, what, Go ahead, Dad. <laughs> is, is I want to keep moving forward and, 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 and you can't be afraid to fail. You can't be afraid. If you, when you fall down, you just got to get back up. And keep on trying. You know, uh, Michael mm -hmm. Jordan Michael Jordan would have never been the greatest basketball player to ever play the game if he had a word about mm -hmm. all the shots he missed. Think about all the shots he made. So when you got to keep trying, you got to keep trying. Don't, don't, don't give up. Keep trying. Just because it didn't yeah. work this time. Whatever your dreams are, whatever your dreams are, you got to hold on to those dreams. You got to hold on to those dreams, you know, and keep and, 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 and stay focused. 
and and watch this. And sometimes it's hard to stay focused. It really is. It's hard to stay focused. But then you mm-hmm. got to stay focused. And if anything, if you want it bad enough, you'll work. You'll do it. You'll work on it. You'll work on it. And it takes time. And the one thing I learned how to do is when you set goals for yourself, do short goals, do small goals. That way, when you accomplish it, don't start out trying to do big things. Start out doing little bitty things. So when you do when you do th- do things, when you do accomplish them, that gives you strength. That gives you faith. That helps your faith grow. When you mm-hmm. when you do do little bitty ones and you're able to accomplish them, okay. Then you try something else a little bit bigger. You try a little bit more. You try, and and that helps you. You know. Yeah. That's good. I think we are. I think the world in 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 itself, even just the people that I'm surrounded with, I think we all started to our eyes are open even more. A lot of us turned a blind eye to a lot of stuff that was going on, um, and people are more aware. And I think it's also. Um, it's powerful because it allows people to really put things in perspective where people were slacking. They realize, Hey, I got to put some work in because inflation is really killing a whole lot of stuff. Groceries are going up. Gas prices are unstable. The cost of living is high. And I think a lot of people really start to recognize, like I, I can't be lazy or procrastinate about what I want out of life. No. And you got, you got to step out on faith. What's it? I was telling a friend the other day, the one thing with, okay, with all the prices going up, with everything, the pandemic, now there's a new variance that's coming and and it's getting ready to come. And they said, it's taking over and it's worse than the first one. But watch this. I told my, I told my friend, I said, the one thing about it is I haven't heard no leader, not no church leader, no mm-hmm. politician, no president, and nobody call for a day of prayer. If, watch this, I got, I want to read this here text. It says, Second Chronicles 7.14, if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my faith and turn from their wicked ways, then I would hear from heaven and I will forgive their sins and I will heal their land. Mm -hmm. That's key right there. Do it. You got to learn how to humble yourself. Everybody's so proud, so arrogant in things. And we live in a real arrogant society. We live in a very wicked society right now. People Everybody just doing what they want to do, and they and they think it's right. It's all right. right. I ain't hurt nobody. Ain't doing nothing. To nobody. This is just me. No, no, no. That's not your purpose. That's not what God had intended for you. That's not what God has intended for this world. But if we mm-hmm. would humble ourselves and admit that, admit our shortcoming, you have to confess your shortcoming. Right. Admit your shortcomings and think, and then pray, and then you got to see God. You see God. See God. And, okay, Lord, what is it that you want me to do? Lord, where is it you want me to do? What do you want me to do? In the morning time, when I leave the house, the one thing I want to do, I want 
You faded out. Be a word of encouragement for somebody. I want to be a word of encouragement mm -hmm. to somebody. I always ask God to give me a chance to say something to somebody, to be able to encourage somebody. I don't care who it is, whether they're black, white, blue, whatever color they are. I want to be able to encourage somebody, say something to somebody that could encourage them. To You, you never know what people are going through. I, I want to be somebody that could put a smile on somebody's face. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the other part of that scripture is says, turn from my wicked ways. I watch what's going on in Congress. I watch what's going on with the last election. And mm -hmm. everybody, everybody's out for number one. They all out for themselves. And we and, and God didn't intend for that. We are emotional creatures and we social uh he, he made us so that we would socialize and be with each other. But see, when he made man, he good for man to be alone. So that means we're sociable creatures that with other people. We need to be able to get along with. Yeah. Yeah. We can't do it by ourselves. And I think no. the circle or the company that we keep we we definitely gotta be mindful of who we have around us. Um, when it comes to relationships, you need people that are actually complimentary. You know, they, they, I hear the the phrase, right? Mm -hmm. um, but compatibility can change because as we grow and mature, or even just you know as we move forward, we might change. So I might we might have the same interest, but eventually I'm like, you know what? I don't even like that no more. I came up with something else. My favorite color used to be green. My favorite color is yellow now. But compatibility is complementary. It's literally the, the goal is that I'm walking in alignment with you. And that way I bring something that can kind of balance out what you got going on. Mm -hmm. So with the people that we're connected to, that's something we also have to consider. A lot of times we do, we deal with people to go along just to get along, and really we're not happy. They're not, and it's supposed to be an exchange of energy. So when I say I talk about progression, I'm even saying the same thing when it comes to relationships, uh, family, friends. I had this conversation with Jasmine earlier, actually. Um, one of the young ladies she hangs out with with at school hadn't been talking to her and I said Jazz how long has it been since y'all ain't really just been talking y'all been sitting around each other but y'all don't talk so when I talked to the friend group I said but you don't talk to her she said well she doesn't really say much to me but come to find out the Jazz had said something and the girl took offense to it and it kind of became a joke and so she didn't tell Jasmine how she felt so I said, Jazz, a, a real friend, not saying that they're not real friends. I don't think they're still young. So they're trying to figure it out. I said, but you're going to have to approach her maturely and just say, hey, I've been wanting to talk to you. I know you might not be ready to talk to me, but for whatever reason, if you're upset with me, you know, trying to teach her how to communicate, because at some point something has to be said or you just need to move around. You can't be hanging out with folks and there's a person in the friend group that ain't socializing with you because then there's that split conversation about someone saying something about you and you don't even know it. So, well, I, I would say on that, teach her to learn how to apologize. Right, and that's what I want her to do, but since the girl won't respond to her,
I told her you have to approach her, you know, in 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 a way in which it's received. But I said you also got to work on um, thinking about what you want to say. Don't just say anything. You have to really be thought mindful of what you're saying because if it doesn't sound sincere, even if you come across rough at the beginning of the conversation, a person will immediately walk away from you or shut you down mm-hmm. because they don't feel safe or 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 loved. Because that's in any relationship, friendship, anything. So, yeah. you know, that's something that I'm saying, like, even in progression, some people are not having conversations out of fear of hurting someone else's feelings, but you hurt your, you hurt your own feelings by not saying what's on your mind. Yeah. And and then, and the reason I say <laughs> you got to learn how to forgive people, I, I ask, for, ask for forgiveness and just tell her, you know, um, she can just go to her friend and just tell her friend, uh, just mm-hmm. simple. Um, I'm sorry if I said something to offend you or to call you exactly. or some stuff. It like that. Now the ball is right. in her court because she apologized, and exactly. it's up to her to even reject it. Because how can you ask God to forgive you whom you have not seen, and you can't ask your you can't forgive your brothers and sisters who you see every mm-hmm. day. So, so right. you can't, God's not going to forgive you if you can't forgive them. People you see, whether it's family, whoever it is, mm-hmm. you know, you got to be able to forgive them. You know, you got to let it go. I mean, and sometimes uh, we used to have an old saying a mm-hmm. long time ago, sticks and stones may make my bones, but words should never hurt me. Words uh, hurt. That's, that's, <laughs> that's backward. The sticks and stones, I, I remember getting a whooping. I'd rather get a whooping they get a tongue lashing. Boy, the, the whooping only going to last for a few minutes. That tongue lashing, it lasts a long time because whenever you you always think about it, you know, you get it back, oh, Lord, oh, she knows. And, you know, and, and mamas have this sixth sense about they know everything. They know mm-hmm. even before you. Uh, it's not like uh, knowing now. I would listen to my favorite preachers this morning uh frank ray and uh dr frank ray and he said the problem with our society now is that kids are having kids and mm-hmm. a child can't teach their children how to act because they don't know how to act they're rude mm-hmm. and this to their parents and they and watch this. And the child is watching them, so that's how the child treats them. You know, it used to be right. when when you seen a child, and and that child would say a cuss word or something, and they was real little, just learning how to walk and talk, and they say something, and everybody just laughs. Well, what you gonna mm-hmm. do? That child get bigger and and start telling you what to do. You know, right? Well. When we grew up, when we grew up, uh, when I grew up, oh, it was yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, uh, yes, sir, no, sir, you know, and mm-hmm. anybody in the neighborhood could discipline us. But now you have it. Nobody don't want you to say nothing to their kid. They don't want you to talk to their kid. Don't want you to say nothing to them. Don't want to whoop them. And then if you do, uh, uh, they they going to call. I'm going to call the police on you. Well, mm-hmm. if, if it was left up to me and I, if the police on my mama back in the day, she'd definitely make it parole. <laughs>
For real. <laughs> yeah, we laugh about it all the time. You know, and uh, because kids are talking about child abuse and stuff. Now, I'm not saying you don't. Your kids, the one thing is your kids don't need to be friends. And that's where the young folks make the mistake at. Instead of being mama and daddy, they trying to be the kid's friend. My mama wasn't my friend. She told me what to do, and that was it. I either did it or it was consequences behind it, you know. So, you know, I had to do it and think in the same way. It was nobody in that neighborhood, in the neighborhood, from um, from Airport Boulevard to Ice 35, um, in that circle, all the way down to the river, they had permission. Wherever they seen me, I didn't. They didn't have to wait to get home to tell my grandmother or tell my mother. They all had that permission, and it made it. it that was a village then. We say we need a village now to raise our kids, but we won't let the village help. You better not put your hands on my. If your kid, if your teacher or somebody say something to your child, the first thing the mother, the parents do is they go up to the school and they want to cuss the teacher out. Yeah, I'm I'm one of them parents. <laughs> <laughs> I'm coming behind, like man. <laughs> but I mean, I also I, I'm gonna check my child when she's wrong. And if the teacher, I don't know if you remember the incident where the teacher grabbed my brother and my mom was like, "Oh, we headed to the school right now." I'm sitting in the car waiting on her to come back. <laughs> Yeah, and I, in uh, my, I but in my mind, but in my mind, I, I tell I tell Jasmine all the time, don't come with me, don't come at me with no lies, don't play with me. But that, let a teacher be disrespectful in a way in which is inappropriate, definitely way inappropriate. I'm showing, I'm showing my behind, uh, but I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna handle it uh, respectfully first. But when you get beside yourself, you know, then that's when you know what we call hood. You gonna see the real me. That 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 part of me you you didn't want to be. So you know you get some people that get comfortable because they want to assume your child is like every other child. Mm-hmm. And especially well, when you're dealing with black children, most of the time black children are already labeled. I dealt with that when Jasmine was in third grade, when the teacher called her, uh, basically let Jasmine stand in front of the class and 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 be silly one day. And I was like, excuse me. Well, she just seemed like she was bored. I said, ma'am, you give her work, but you don't make her a minstrel in your classroom. You know, the one thing is, is I had a had a stepson. Uh, this guy, this girl, I was dating one time, and her son, mm-hmm. he he didn't hit the teacher, but he jacked away from her, and she fell. Mm-hmm. And they gave him a case. He had to go to court at age ten for that. I and, the sad, and the hard part is, I couldn't speak for him. He had to speak for himself. So the the system is set up to where it's set up for us to fail. You know, that's why you have to teach your kids to be respectful at all times. Now, if you be, uh, you, me and you talked about it earlier today. Brother, one time the teacher said, oh, she was just trying to get him locked up and stuff and things. And said, mm-hmm. oh, he's on campus. And come to find out, we catch her in a lie. Right. We catch her in the lies. I mean, she studied trying to lie. Then here comes the coach. The coach says, no, he was with me. No, no, no. He left. She studied still trying to say that. But the one thing about it is 
it's easier for them to put our kids out of class to send them to the office and and have this own have they already have this negative uh negative thoughts about how we are what we are and thing and some of those kids are the brightest kids in the class you know and sometimes the the one thing about it is all kids want attention and sometimes they want attention whether it's good good or bad mm-hmm. all they want you to do is show that give them some attention you know yeah so, you know, and, and sometimes it, and it takes time. Sometimes you have to recognize that. Sometimes you have to recognize, you know, and if, and if they start seeking. Yeah. You're not giving them any good attention. Yeah. Yeah. I think, but you know what you just said made me think that sometimes, no matter who you're dealing with, some people want attention regardless of if it's good or bad. Right. You know, right. um, it's uh, and some people what we call sabotage, self sabotage. Something can be going so good, and in return, it's just it's too good to be true. Or instead of vocalizing really what they want to say or how they feel, they hide behind. I'm gonna mess it up before I before I know it's gonna fall apart. Even though it may have it might have been going great, it might even work out, and people will literally interfere with progress. Because of the fear of the unknown, some sometimes it's that extra baggage that they're carrying, mm-hmm. and the, something happened in a in a previous relationship, and you still mm-hmm. hold that baggage and instead of letting it go. If mm-hmm. you're out of relationship, you need to go ahead. And... In the trash, where the trash go? And the thing about it is, don't. Right. Uh, that everybody else is going to do the same thing. Right. That's facts. And That's I, true. I counsel it. I do counseling. I'll tell people everybody everything about yourself. Right. You already just keep to yourself. Keep, keep in the relationship. Uh, and you've been in the relationship a while. And, and when I say a while, I mean some years, some years, because the, the thing about it is if you tell them that and then something two, three months down the road, six months down the road, and then they thinking about it, what you done told them, and they see a resemblance of it, and then they say, oh, so now they're doing me like that. Or if uh-huh. they experience with somebody else and then Door and it takes you longer than 20 minutes to come back. I wonder where he go. Mm-hmm. You know, let that go. Don't, don't take that off and don't, don't, don't do that. Have a relationship with you all build it on trust. Unless somebody does something But you got to hold on to it. You, you try to give them, give them, give them room. You know, people, people always want to uh, uh, assume the worst. I, I don't like being around negative people. It's something about being around negative people that 
it just draws all the energy out of me. So I don't like being around negative people. I don't want to be around people. Um, you ask people, how you go, oh, I'm blessed and highly favored. And the next thing out of their mouth. Mm-hmm. You just say you and then you complain. No, it, it can't be. So I don't like being around negative people that's always complaining. At, at some point, you ought to be happy. You ought to, is something ought to be going good. Yeah. You just shouldn't complain all the time. Yeah. I mean, everybody and everything ain't out to hurt you or to get you. Some things may just be coincidental. Sometimes you can actually draw into yourself because you already anticipated it. You already created the, the scenario in your mind that that's how that's going to be the norm until you shift your, your energy. Yeah. You know, and it, I mean, if you, and, and watch it, if you look for something negative, you look for something, you can find it. I don't care what it is. If it's negative and that's what you're searching for, that's what you're looking for, you're expecting it. Yeah. So all the time, unless it just happened, then don't expect it to happen. Right. Yeah. Just, just, just to say, yeah. Whatever. Just, I think. Let it happen naturally. Don't and don't force things. Don't force it. Sometimes we mm-hmm. want to think. Watch it. Sometimes the fear coming. Sometimes when you start having uh, that little funny feeling and and stuff and things, that's, that's 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 trying to tell you, hey, this ain't right. This ain't right. And you got to back up, slow down. Sometimes you can just be moving too fast. Yeah, I think we're where we are in this space uh, in this journey at the beginning of 2023 uh, I've been saying it actually for the last two years go with the flow but also not necessarily just go with the flow and, and just accepting anything but being intentional with your flow what are you what are you moving toward what is the intent what is the purpose behind it is it meaningful is it gonna evolve into something no matter what the situation is whether it's business relationships um life in general i think that's where i'm at like mentally with progression i want to be intentional with everything i think i'm running into conversations where people are hesitant to really speak out of fear of damaging things but if if it hurts then it was meant to be said in order to make a decision to to you know what I'm saying to move or to not move because sometimes when we say if it hurts it doesn't mean come out um with brutal honesty it just means being honest and upfront but without damage if that makes sense well it's how you the one thing is you have yeah. to be careful it ain't always what right. it's how you say it uh, I have a mentor that in the last 20 years, he's never told me I was wrong. Mm-hmm. And always say, look at this, try this, look at, try this, look at this. And he's never said I was wrong. And the one thing about it is when you tell people they're wrong, 
or say something and not and you're not tactful about it, the first thing they do is become defensive and they reject mm-hmm. they reject the criticism. There's also something that's positive criticism. So you have to be careful how you say it. It ain't, you know, and things. Um, if that's why I said a while ago, you have to work, set small goals. Mm-hmm. I want to do this within six months. And work mm-hmm. toward that. And don't try to work on two or three things at one time. You know, I know the one thing I have learned that women but when you're really trying to set life goals, you need to kind of focus on one thing at a time and things and get that. And and when you set small goals, then you can achieve them and it gives you strength to and build the character for you to take on a larger, larger project. Um, when I first started uh, contracting, I only did small jobs. And then I finally... I got I got started jobs, but watch this. I went and got people that knew how to do the job to help me. You don't want to go get somebody to help you and you still have all the work. You want yeah. somebody that's going to help you carry the load. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, this was good, Dad. I see we we own it today, <laughs> but it's funny you it, every time, and I think we've been doing this for the past couple of months. Even my therapist say, yeah, you just be hitting the nail on the head." I'll be saying something, and you'll hit me with the. I preached on that Sunday. I talked about that earlier. That was in Bible study. I'm like, wait, what? It is. It's. It is. I understand you're coming with a biblical reference, but I'm just giving you the everyday conversation. But <laughs> I think when I used to mentor kids. Sometimes in ministry too, some they'll be like, but you just give them um regular everyday experiences. I said, because they need something to relate to as you go into the word. Just because you are, you know, and it's not saying that you know the word is invalid, but some people don't receive it that way. Some people need layman's terms, some people need straight to the point, no chase of something that they can familiarize themselves with, and that will open up their heart to receive the message in other ways. Yep. I mean, that's why everybody, sometimes uh, people can't handle the truth. Mm-hmm. They can't handle the truth. But you got to and tell them. Now, you may not have to tell them everything at one time. If you, and, mm-hmm. and after you talk to people a while, you'll know whether they can handle it or not. If they situation after you learn people, after you learn people, you don't want to tell them everything. You don't oh, you don't want to overwhelm them, you know. Mm-hmm. And then if they're if they're uh, uh, one of those people that that constantly analyze stuff, you don't want to tell them because then they're gonna make more out of it than they should, you know. So you have to give them a little bit at a time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, even when you just just the way you do your kids. Just the way you do your kids. You don't tell them everything at one time. You tell them mm-hmm. a little bit at a time. They grow and able to receive give them more. This God does the same thing with us. God can't show right. us everything one time. We can't handle it. 
So what he does is, is he gives us a little bit at a time. As, as we grow and our faith grow, then he gives us a little bit more. You know, they got a yeah. thing that they always say, uh, God won't put no more than you can bear. Uh, I beg the difference. That's a good cliche. It sounds good and stuff, but God always put more than you can bear because the more he put on you, the more you're going to call on him. Mm-hmm. If he's ever done anything for you, then you know who to go call on. You know who to call on. You know who to go get the help from. When everybody else lets you down, whether it's mom, dad, sister, brother, sibling, best friend, however, you know, people always, I got you, girl. I got your back. You down. You can always right. go to God because God will never let you down. Yeah. Well, Pops, I enjoyed chatting it up with you. This was good. If you had the opportunity to shout or share with the world, what would be your message about living in the now in 2023? Stay positive. Stay focused. Be a good student. And, uh, and put, we always want to go to God mm-hmm. as a, wait, wait, wait. Family, we, pops. And then, at the then end, when everybody else has let us down. And- Can you hear me? Okay, you start yeah. to fade now. Can you hear uh, me? Yeah. Okay, you start to fade now. Say that again. Uh, yeah, yeah, I can hear you. Yeah. Go, always go. Instead of going to our friends and going to everybody, family, people, you know, that was the girl, I got your back and say. And then they mm. always let you down when the rubber meets the road. But go to God and and let God know. Mm-hmm. Uh, what your problem is it, it, because he cares about the smallest and the biggest problems you ever have. He, care, he cares more about them than you do. You know, and just stay focused. In 2023, stay focused. Keep your eye on the prize. And keep your head up. Yeah. Awesome. I appreciate having you. I always enjoy talking to you, but I definitely believe the people can hear this and receive it. And it would definitely be helpful moving forward in this year. So we'll be chatting again. Okay. All right. We'll holler at you. All right, Dad. Love you. Love you. Hug my baby. Will do. Good night. Good night.